are listening to a Stroke of Luck podcast. I'm Deanna. And I'm Tyler. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back to the show. Yeah, everybody, welcome back. It's been a couple of shows in and we're hoping that you enjoy it. We're certainly enjoying recording. Mm-hmm. It's uh, It's been a long day here in the, the studio living room, <laughs> but I think we're tiring Deanna um, out, which is a good thing because... Should I say it? You like to talk a lot? Uh. And yawn too. (laughs) (laughs) So I think today we're doing a thought with me. Oh. Not Deanna. Is my name Deanna? (laughs) Yeah, actually. In your dreams. But this is um, Tyler's expective. Yeah, my expective. Expective Patronum. Harry Potter fan. That is not that word i know you meant a thought with me (laughs) whatever keep going tyler (laughs) what about you what's on my mind yeah um today what's on my mind um i've been thinking a lot about the plan for the podcast and getting um quality guests on the show um where i'm just trying to get enough episodes in the log so that we're not busy. It's, uh, we're, we're kind of busy. We're doing a lot of work now, but we've got to get up, uh, a lot of podcast episodes. We, we record a couple weeks in advance that way. Um, we're not rushing every weekend. Mm -hmm. We can record like an episode here or there. Um, give us more room for, for spontaneous, spontaneous stuff when we have the backlog filled so I, I know this week we're, we might have another episode with a really interesting gentleman. I don't want to give any, any spoilers away. Mm-hmm. Um, if he is on the show, it will probably be posted before this one. So uh, um, if, you, if you heard him last, the last episode or wherever, I hope you enjoyed his interview. I think he has a lot of good stuff to say. I'm yeah. yeah, I'm just I'm ready. I'm ready for the growth for this this episode. Uh as of recording, we're two days to go until dropping of episode one. And you're li- you guys are listening, you have the benefit of knowing how episode one did because this comes out in the future. But Well, what what is it's on Monday. Right. But it drops on Monday. What time? Uh, well, I mean, they'll know at this point, but yeah, all of our episodes are going to drop around, mm, I think YouTube drops at 9am and then I have it auto scheduled to release uh, a little before noon on our podcasting hosting platform. That's good. Yeah. So unfortunately. I am not bougie. (laughs) You're not bougie. (laughs) As a, my... Well, Tyler is a videography, videographer, videographer, there you go, (laughs) and Tyler is doing it, not me. Well, you have the hard part. You're the stroke survivor with aphasia that has to try to communicate clearly enough. And you're doing a really good job. Um, I just have to keep reminding you to adjust your mic a little bit. It shouldn't be in front of your mouth. It should be off to the side. So you see how you're, so we're, we're having a little lesson on podcasting 
Well, if those of you listening won't notice, but those of you watching, you'll have uh, noticed suddenly a coffee cup appear in Deanna's hands. <laughs> yes. And that's the magic of editing. <laughs> well, all jokes aside, um, welcome everybody. And um, today's topic is maybe a little sad, uh, yeah. maybe a little unfortunate. Yeah. But it's something that we need to talk about. And it's uh, the topic of bullying and mm-hmm. how... After my stroke, too. Yeah. And... Not before. I was pretty popular in school. Yeah. Well, that that just goes to show how a lack of compassion that people really have out there. Yeah. It, it boggles my mind every day that somebody could just wake up and, and genuinely be mean. Like we all have, we all have our bad, our bad days and we're cranky and we, we're all terrible human beings at, at a certain point in our life, but to actually be mean, mean to the point where there's hate, harassment, there's hate in somebody's heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Targeted hate. Let the same thing goes towards racial discrimination or mm-hmm. religious discrimination it's fine not to like somebody, but to not like them and treat them poorly just because of, of, of something. And people with disabilities face it all the time. Well, after my stroke, like a couple of days after my stroke, my best friend was in school and I remember, well, not remember because I was in a ventilator, but <laughs> um, my best friend told me about it. A kid, like in school, said, She died, right? Thank God. I was walking in school the first day, like before classes started for the day. And I walked to the class with my shaved head and having my brace on my leg. Mm -hmm. And everybody stood there and watched me. I had no speech. I mean, I was... Was that an example of bullying or did you just feel, did you feel like people were talking about you behind your back? Behind my back. Oh, look at her having cut her hair off. Oh, not popular anymore. Well, that's, I mean, that's not understandable. And there's a lot of very Mm -hmm. unfortunate bullying in high school, but. I know. um, It extends past high school. And a lot of people grow out of being petty bullies in high school once they realize that the world's not about them anymore. So fast forward to trying to live on your own, your first time out of the house. Well, I was going to Brockport College for a semester or two. And I'm like, honestly, I need to live in a like a apartment on campus and get a, get a, that experience. Yeah. Like I didn't go 
on campus before. I was only driving to Brockport and back. Right. I mean, yeah, that's that's pretty common. A lot of people like I went to community school. I just drove to school every day. Yeah. But, so but yeah, I, I lived here. on campus for a semester too. It was a unique experience mm-hmm. and it should have been a good experience for you. I had friends in like on campus right. in the townhouse. So when you visited them and you thought it was a really cool experience? Yeah. And they graduated and stuff. And I'm like, honestly, I should do that too. You had FOMO, fear of missing out. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. <laughs> and I'm like, honestly, I should. Honestly. Honestly. Hey, everybody. We wanted to tell you about our bonus episodes. That's right. And you can find these episodes in three places. The first is going to be Apple Podcasts. The second is going to be our podcast hosting platform, Red Circle. You can find that on our website, dianazaparo.com. And the third and final place is Patreon. Our Patreon is where we have a lot more bonus content, including newsletters, Q&As, and much, much more. So make sure that you go check them all out. But our audio-only section on Apple Podcast and Red Circle is available at a low price of $4.99 a month or $54 a year. And on Apple Podcasts, you can get a seven-day free trial, so you'll know if it's something that's worth it to you. We are officially calling it a stroke of luck plus. That's right. We hope to see you over there and we hope you enjoy the content. Back to the show. And so you found an apartment. Yeah. Well, I did. You found an apartment with a former friend of yours. Well, the, the friend was in grade school with me Mm -hmm. and she had lollipops to like for sale in school after my stroke oh to help raise money for you yeah that's very nice yeah so you moved into you moved into college with With her her and and then was it just her best friend and then the other roommate but that was the fourth roommate was out of town like so it was four four girls in an apartment yeah gotcha with a washer and dryer in the unit like you name it it was gorgeous place cool and it was like kind of new too Mm -hmm. like five years old at the time we we started dating and Mm -hmm. you would come over to my place every you know every couple of days to hang out Mm -hmm. um i was living at a house at the time and it was a little bit of a drive for you like an hour. Yep. So I remember you. Let's let's just fast forward uh, and skip all the the nitty gritty details of the, what happened over text because there was girl drama over text that mm-hmm. I don't know as if if it escalated to bullying there. It was just like girls that don't like each other. But there was one significant issue that took it to the stage of cr- like criminal criminalness. Yeah. Criminalness is that the word? Was it, um, it was, it was a crime. You, you were the victim of uh, hate a hate crime. crime. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I was having a moment of brain farting. Aphasia. Well, <laughs> I, yeah. 
So you were the victim of a hate crime. Mm-hmm. So why don't you explain that night? Like what was what was going on? What was going on that led up to that? I was in the townhouse alone for the night. And the fourth roommate was out of town, like four hours away out of town. And the second and the third roommate was in a wedding somewhere out of town too. And I'm like, oh, perfect. Having my laundry like in the dry or like the washer and the dryer. And I had her laundry. It was open. And the laundry was like in the dryer. Yep. You mean like in the in the laundry like wasn't all the way done? She just left it there partially finished? No. She was fully like it was all the way done. Yeah. yeah. It was in the dryer. Yeah. Yeah. We, I used to have that all the time working. I used to work at a college campus and it's unbelievable how many college students just put their laundry in the dryer and, or the washer or the dryer or whatever and just walk away and never come back six hours later. And then they wonder why their laundry's missing or set aside. But her laundry, well, dirty, uh, clean laundry. And I set it in a chair next to the machines. Right. That's common courtesy. Yeah. It's better. Than, I've seen kids throw throw out other people's laundry. I'm yeah. not even kidding. Like, oh, you didn't come back for your laundry? Eh, garbage. Well, I... You did the courteous thing. She was having laundry every day, all the time. And I was at least two times... Over one and a half months, mm-hmm. having laundry, like my own laundry in the machines. Mm-hmm. So anyway. you put your laundry in and then yeah. you came over to my place. Well, I, it was, my laundry was clean after and I set it in my room and I locked the door in my room. So your your laundry was clean. You put it in your room, locked the door, you came over to my place. Yeah, I went to your place. And an hour later, my third roommate called me, the mm. nasty roommate, and said, why is my laundry in a chair, like, screaming mm-hmm. yeah. for like three minutes straight. I was there. I remember I was on the computer. You were watching something on, I think Disney plus or something. And I remember just hearing like you just had the phone on speakerphone and you were just listening to this girl for three minutes straight. Go absolutely insane. Like typical. I'm sorry for anybody with the name Karen, but the typical stereotypical Karen absolute just monster and she said you are retarded multiple times and that word in my eyes is hurtful Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I remember her starting to call you names. Like, how dare you bleep, you bleep, bleep, bleep. And and you just started crying. You were just holding the phone in front of your face on speakerphone, crying. And I picked up the phone and basically said, if you don't have anything nice to say, you can just hang up because we're not dealing with this. And that's when she said that, no, Deanna is faking it. I know stroke survivors and she's not it. She's just a child, an immature child. After this girl started bullying you and was legitimately harassing you over the phone, mm-hmm. we didn't feel safe you going back to campus. At all. So we ended up, first of all, calling your parents and telling them what just happened. Mm-hmm. And there was, there was a lot of what now, looking back on it, is clear indications that she was going to lose her marbles on you over mm-hmm. text message, just petty stuff. But it came into a head and I basically said, we need to go, we need to go to the campus police mm-hmm. and file a report because this, this is clear case of harassment with the, all of the, the stuff that she was doing over text message. And then all of the stuff that she said to you on the phone was, was basically like, how dare you exist in my space? So when we went to the police, mm-hmm. we filed a police report uh, at the campus police. And then... That was it because the police said, are you staying at Tyler's for the night? And right. I'm like, yeah. And the... Well, she- there was more. They They brought in a resident life coordinator. So we went to the police. We filed the police report. And then they were able to bring an on-call resident coordinator or something, mm-hmm. whatever his title was, over. And we decided that night that you were just going to stay at my place and then we would sort it out in the morning. And it was at 2 a.m. Yeah. Is, uh, she called you like 10, 1030. Mm-hmm. By the time we got to campus, it was like 1130, you know, um, so they were, the college was actually really accommodating and they they offered to move you into a completely different apartment the next day. So your entire family and I and you, we all went to campus the next day. This was in the heart of heart of the pandemic. So otherwise nobody was supposed to be in the, the complexes except for residents. So what, what happened after we got there in the midst of moving you out from one apartment to the other? I walked in and my stuff was in a bag and some stuff was out next to my bag like all broken open uh, yeah like, like it was just things. chucked down the stairs yeah so just chucked down the stairs so she just technically i mean it's food but now she's damaged your property which mm-hmm. by the letter of the law even though it's just food food has value and even more so now like bag of a uh, thing of eggs is like gold around here, but <laughs> that's technically criminal mischief, destroying another person's property. Yeah. And I saw that and I had pictures mm-hmm. and I went to the bathroom and then I left to go to the meeting. Meeting with the res life coordinators. Yeah. So we had a meeting with the res life coordinator and of all the options that they gave you, we ultimately decided to move your stuff from your existing apartment into a new apartment. 
Yeah. Yeah. And we did that. And I said in the meeting, I'm like not having the police involved moving my stuff out of the apartment. Mm, not having them there with, because she wasn't there. This remain question wasn't there. No, at the time. And we were moving my like things out of the apartment and the door was wide open mm-hmm. and my third roommate And boy, did we go. Holy cow. I remember we were all up there moving stuff out and it was like, it was like you killed her favorite pony and she went off at a million miles an hour nonstop. You're not supposed to be here. How dare you? Blah, 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 With blah. With my family. You're not wearing masks. Like, everything under the sun. And then she called the police, and we're all just standing there dumbfounded. Like, and what is your you deal? you had a video of that. And she was telling the police, they're threatening me. Blah, 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 blah. She moved my cup in the sink, like, like two inches. I'm like... Uh, yeah, because I was cleaning the kitchen. And it's like, wait a minute, can we can we talk about all the property you damaged of 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 Diana's? Anyways, you could tell that the police when the police came, they're like, here we go again. Almost like they have a history with her, but being that it's a college, they can't tell you that. But mm-hmm. the the police officer that showed up was was super chill and basically told queen drama to just stay outside the apartment and shut her her pile in her room yeah shut her pie hole because the police's sister had a stroke oh i didn't know that yeah yeah and she like i told kind of my stroke story and she said wow my um, my sister had a stroke too, mm-hmm. and it's pretty common. Yeah. So the police, they basically told this person to shut the pie hole. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we moved you out, and then you had a great experience in the other apartment your other roommate from the apartment that you moved into never even really came back how Just many times did you see her once <laughs> that's it but then to wrap the story up we we later found out that the police when they did their interview with this with this girl she basically so for those of you that don't know there are elements of a crime that you have to prove in order for there to in fact be a crime mm-hmm. bunch of legal jargon mhm she straight up admitted to everything. Mm-hmm. She was like, yes, I did this. Yes, I called her this. Yes, I called her boyfriend this. Yes, she is this. I damaged her stuff. So what? She deserved it. Yeah. And you know, the the most unfortunate thing about all of this is two, twofold. The school is not allowed to tell us the outcome 
of what the school did. So we don't know if the school did anything. Mm-hmm. However, we do know that because this was a police report, it went in front of the district attorney's office and, and a judge and somewhere in there, they decided that no one really cares about what happens to somebody with a disability. Because in their mind, even though this was a federal hate crime, it is a federal crime to hate harass crime with and discriminate. A disability. Yep, it's a federal crime to harass and discriminate against somebody with a disability. Mm-hmm. They saw it as just a regular harassment, which is so much as a traffic ticket. Mm-hmm. So they took. Oh, tis tefs. That's it. Tis tefs? What's tisk tisk? Tis tis. <laughs> no, I like your version better. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, they said, eh, we don't care. Yeah. And this girl got Scott got off scot free with what otherwise would have been a felony charge, which is what this girl deserved. Yeah, agreed. because you know if she's doing that to you, what is she doing to other people? Yeah, and after that, like we went home after the semester, right? And I had dreams about her. You were nervous. Every you, you didn't want to go to your graduation because you didn't want to risk seeing her. And I had dreams every night for a while. One of the things that she admitted to was that she believed that you were a child. She she yeah. told the police multiple times that um yeah, you might be 24. 23 at the time, 24, mm-hmm. 24, 23. She's like, yeah, she might be 23, but on the inside, she's, there's something mentally wrong with her. She's retarded. She's like a 13, 14 year old, which yeah. is simply not true. And your uh, grades exactly. proved it. You have amazing grades in college. And, and she, I am older than her. And infinitely more mature. Yeah, and she was kind of age bitch about everything. Yeah, well, most <laughs> bullies kind of are. But that that whole incident, I think, is one of our driving factors in in what disability in general in what and we do. advocating. You know, it's really important to to educate and to bring awareness to this because how was she raised to believe that somebody with a disability is mentally defunct and retarded and what? Yeah. I mean, people, people say things all the time that they shouldn't like people don't realize that retarded is so hateful of a word because we as a society have normalized it, but she truly believed that you were mentally not there. And where does that belief come from that people with disabilities are less? Mm-hmm. And you're studying that now in college, in your disability studies, you're learning that our ingrained fear or disgust of those with disabilities runs back as far as history itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I... I remember reading, uh, helping you read one of the passages in your books, and it talked about the origins of why we say words in our language like it was monstrous or mm-hmm. um, 
describing somebody with a disability as um hateful dis- and sinned right upon I, I wish i had the the words in front of me but it was everyday acceptable language that we use to describe people with disabilities to describe events in our life in the world mm-hmm. that come from come from putting others down mm-hmm. and specifically those with disabilities. Yeah. And right. maybe that could be a topic for another episode talking about the, the origins of some of these words. We'll have to pull out your textbook and, yeah. and put it out, out there. Kind of, kind of a, kind of a, not a very upbeat episode, but it, is, but it is something that we wanted to bring some awareness to mm-hmm. um, and share that that experience yeah. and uh our next episode will be a little more positive but yes <laughs> we do want to we do want to also before we close out this episode we want to just let everybody know that if you go to our discord channel uh you can we just want to let everybody know before we close out the episode that if you go to our discord there's going to be a channel for the podcast where people can ask their questions and uh, as soon as we start getting questions in, we'll spend the last five, five or so minutes answering them, five to ten minutes, depending on how many we get yep. uh, on future episodes. Yeah. That's it. That's it. This is a shorter episode, but uh, hopefully you found it enlightening, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Okay. Bye. Hey, guys, we need to tell you about our sponsor, Cardinal Artworks. That's right. Cardinal Artworks is our exclusive provider of really great merchandise. They have cutting boards, t-shirts, cups, you name it. That's right. Scott and Christina over at Cardinal Artworks are amazing. They're also the exclusive provider of all of the merchandise for the Diana Zapparo and a Stroke of Luck brand. So make sure you check them out. We're going to have a link in the podcast description below. 